0: My
1: journalist too. Hey everyone, uh, this is Dennis Anyone with Dennis Hensley and I'm coming to you from the lobby of my hotel in Rome, Italy. It is the last night of my crazy travel adventure, also known as the Fat Shorts World Tour, 2014. I just come from eating tiramisu at my favorite place, Pompeii, and uh, I was turned on to that place by my guest for this podcast, uh, Editor in chief of the new magazine in Rome called Gino, Mr. Christian Pocha.
0: Hello, Dennis.
1: Can you get in a little closer? Because I find that I'm always really close and then everyone else is right. far away. So maybe do like the lean in like I'm doing. All right, Christian and I met uh, nine years ago. We figured it out on a press tour mm-hmm. for Montreal. We were both there as travel writers, and I think it was love at first sight. Yeah. I remember, like, clicking with you right away and hanging out with you in Montreal. And then I saw you, I visited you in Rome. A couple of months later. Yeah, like the next Christmas. So I've been back here a few times, but you've never made it to the States. No, never. But that's going to have to happen soon.
0: I don't think so. Maybe in L.A.
1: Right. I would love that. Now, tell us about Gino. Because when I showed up, first of all, you pulled up on your motorcycle. Mm -hmm. So we've been riding around, like, I feel like Audrey Hepburn in Roman Holiday because I've been holding onto the back of his um, motorbike, which you describe as badass. Yeah, why is it badass?
0: Because my motorcycle is um, not really stylish, and uh, <clears throat> it's not for um, snobbish guys. It's for it's, it's utilitarian. Yeah, it's very, yeah, it's very aggressive, like, down and dirty. Yeah, like me driving, I'm really aggressive when I drive. Yeah, uh,
1: so. Maybe
0: badass is uh, is a good is, is a yeah, good, option. good yeah.
1: You also use the reference um, Dukes of Hazard. Do you feel like a Duke of Hazard? A Duke of Hazard. The dude, the show, the TV ah, show. Right. Yeah, Hazard. Yes, yeah. yeah, so you can just call it Hazard over here. Yeah, no,
0: yeah. We just call it Hazard. Yeah. Um, and uh, yes, it's very seventies. Right. Yeah. And I thought you were like an Azard. Oh, so yeah, I was kind of like Bo, yeah, and you yeah.
1: were Luke Duke. <laughs> I, I got you. I yeah. got you. Because
0: you, uh, you blondish, so ish. maybe yeah,
1: ish. <laughs> maybe all right. Luke
0: is uh, just yeah.
1: All right. So, but it was really cool to. I loved riding around Rome on the back of your um, your motorcycle, and it was a great way to see the city in a different way. I loved it. So. Um, You were like Audrey Hepburn in Dolce Vita. I was Audrey Hepburn in Roman Holiday. Yes. And um, you told me that you started this new magazine. So when you pulled up, you had your motorcycle and then you presented this magazine to me. It's something you started. You're the editor-in-chief. And it's called Gino and it's a monthly magazine about things that are happening in Rome. And what's the subtitle? Isn't there a subtitle?
0: Yeah. The subtitle is The Best of Rome. So it's the best of Rome. Yeah, so we're trying to uh, tell um, people, Romans above all, but also tourists, um, what's going on in Rome and uh, also what's interesting in Rome. So we're doing this uh, telling stories and um, making interviews to uh, interesting people, uh, artists or uh, singers or something, someone who has... Uh, something interesting to say, and um, and presenting the um, the shows, uh, theaters, contest, uh, um, things to do in Rome, uh, which is fun and but not. I mean, just hanging out, but also learning something. A
1: little bit cultural, a little yeah. bit well visual. The layout of the magazine, first of all, the kind of paper that it's on, the art, there's something sort of, it feels very contemporary, but there's something sort of vintage about it. It's yeah. really, I was, I, I'm was. so proud of you for creating this magazine. I think it's wonderful. And I hope, how many issues have you done so far? Uh, this is uh,
0: the seven issue. Yeah, right. the, seven, the seven issue is... Uh, May so we are going to prepare the the next issue which uh, which will be the summer issue and then we are going to um, to start again in uh, September with the ninth issue.
1: That's an incredible. So if you come to Rome, make sure you pick it up. I don't. You probably don't speak Italian, so you'll just marvel at how cool it is. But is that kind of like a dream job for you? Like something you're creating, something that is your vision, and yeah. you're overseeing everything. Definitely. Because I,
0: I always dreamed about um, create a, my own magazine. And uh, in this magazine, I put everything I think about doing magazines, making magazines in the right way.
1: So, not so just, all those
0: years you were saying, if I ran a magazine, I would do it like this. You finally yeah. have to put your yeah. money where your mouth is. Right. I, I ran um, a newspaper for seven years. And um, you know, what it was I mean for uh, telling uh, not just stories but news and politics and right all the other stuff. Um, but this is, is different. It's because, more personal. Yeah, it's more personal. It's uh, like I want to um, to tell my my city. And that's the cool thing, I think.
1: Well, you're somebody that you're very much in love with Rome, even though you lived here and you've lived here a long time. Mm -hmm. You were saying to me when we were writing that sometimes, even though you've lived here a long time, you'll turn the corner and you'll you'll see the Colosseum and it'll give you a feeling.
0: Yeah. It always surprised me, this city, because um, uh, every time you walk or you drive in Rome and uh, you can see all these... um uh, things ancient things and and monuments but but they are not just for tourists uh, they are so um included in the um, in the city in the mood and uh, in in the traffic and in the uh crowded city uh, which is always um uh, something which surprises you
1: yeah. That you're taken aback by the beauty of it or the history of it or just how how impossible it is to ignore. It's like in L.A. like there's the touristy things, but you just you don't pay attention. Yeah, uh, that's for them. Let them go to Universal Studios. I don't want to think about it. Mm-hmm. But in Rome, it's part of the fabric of yeah, the city. We, we
0: have not um, a, a tourist yeah. just a, a part just for tourists. Right. Uh, Rome is just a wall, a big soul, and it's for everybody.
1: Now, did you like the movie The Great Beauty, yeah, the one the Oscar? I
0: I, I, I found amazing because um, uh, it's like a, a poem, like an analogy. An
1: and I felt uh, like it was a love letter to Rome too. Yeah,
0: to Rome, and um, it, it 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 doesn't. I mean, it does not describe Rome. It is like a, um, a, um, an. Uh, an expressionist painting right yeah so you can find a, a vision of Rome um, um, a, a chance to to see something more right in the city and I think this is the the, the best part because if you see just Colosseum or uh, the Forum Imperiali or Campo dei Fiori or whatever uh I think you, you cannot uh, understand uh, what's, um, what's the city. What Paolo Sorrentino, which is the, the writer, the director, did is uh, giving um, um, his own view of the city and telling the story of a man who is in love with the city but also hates it's because uh, uh, of the, the,
1: the parties and... Uh, and the. Mm, he the, blames a lot of the things that he never did on the yeah. city. The city was too... I couldn't write another book because I was too yeah, enchanted was, with Rome. Right, I couldn't do it. Right. Speaking of um, Italian movies, I, I was in Prague and I happened to be there for the Fringe Festival. And so I bought some tickets to some shows and one was called A Special Day. And it was two actors from Mexico performing it. And it turns out it was based on an Italian movie that I hadn't heard of mm-hmm. called Una Particula... Una Giornata Particolare. With uh, Sofia Loren and Marcello Mastroianni. So it was one of those things, like I had seen the show before. I, I'm going to stick around and watch one more show. I'm going to see the show. And it's the story of an Italian woman and an Italian man who live in the same apartment building, they're not related, uh, and it's on the day that Hitler visits Rome. Um, and all of her family has gone to see this big parade or whatever, and she stayed home, and her parrot escapes and goes into the apartment of this neighbor, Marcello Mastriani, and she'd never met him before, but over the course of the day, they sort of bond. And what was amazing about the presentation of this was they had a few simple props on the stage, but the walls were all black. So when they talked about the birdcage, she took a piece of chalk out of her apron and drew the birdcage. And then the the door, she drew the door opening to the birdcage, and then the bird got out. And they would draw windows, and they would close windows. And at one point, uh, he lit up a cigarette and drew, like, a little thing of smoke. Mm -hmm. On the wall, so it was a, this incredibly artful interpretation of this classic movie that I had never heard of. And then, two thirds in, you find out it's a big gay story, like yeah. that his character is gay. And I couldn't believe that this movie wasn't on my radar at all because I tend to know a lot of the you know gay movies that have come out. And was it a a popular movie in Italy? Was it a classic, like a cult movie? It's,
0: it's a classic, and. Uh, um, maybe uh, nobody here in Italy um, mm-hmm. says about the film it's a gay movie, right? Yeah, because um, you know Marcello Mastroianni, Sofia Loren, um, and the, I mean, the movie is uh, like a, a movie of is like Vacanze Romane or uh, La Dolce Vita. It's a classic for us. <clears throat> but there is uh, undoubtedly this uh, great, I mean, this great character. Which is um, uh, Marcello Mastroianni, uh, who is this uh, gay man. Uh, but it's
1: not, um, I mean. Was, the movie's not about yeah, politics not about, or identity yeah. or sexual identity. Yeah, it's but just when a you, story. It's like. It's just think, a story about two characters. I, I
0: think it's like, um, I mean, you have to. Put it in in, in in the right time, so maybe this this similitude is not uh, so appropriate. But it's like to me, uh, A Single Man by, by Tom Ford. Ford. Yeah. yeah, by Tom Ford, but the book, the novel yeah. is by Christopher Isherwood. Yeah. And um, I found there really something similar to yeah. Una giornata particolare. Yeah. Because it's. Um, It's the story of this man who's a a single man. Yeah. Someone who
1: knows what solitude, loneliness is. Right. Well, when I was... I guess I thought it was so magical because I just happened to watch it. Then there was some... They were amazing actors. They were doing this incredible stuff with the chalk. And then this sort of twist came up that spoke to me as a gay person. And also just I didn't know about it. And... And I thought the way they dealt with those characters and those issues was really compassionate and, you know, like, Glad wouldn't have an issue with it today or anything like that. And I was like, I have to go home and watch this movie and I wonder if it's, in Italy, if it's, you know, a classic. Yeah, it's a classic. All right, I'm going to go and watch it. I I never knew about it. It was incredible. So um, we came from Pompeii, which is where I get tiramisu. And you took me there the first time and I remember it was right when I learned how to use my Grinder app on, on the yeah. phone. And I used it for the first time in your apartment here yeah. in Rome. And I was knocked out because people... I just signed on. And people would literally send you penises, yeah. penis pictures. And I felt... I would I ended up like typing like oh that's very nice but I'm going out to get tiramisu with my friend but maybe I'll check in like I gave them this big long information that nobody cares nobody cares they don't care you either blow me or don't blow me I don't want to hear about you going to get tiramisu but I gave this big long exposition about tiramisu and then I would copy and cut and paste the chunk so I sent it the same answer to like like 10 people and they're they're like yeah. And nobody cares. Nobody cared. And nobody... I thought somebody would come to meet me at tiramisu and realize... That was the best. That 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 we we're, you know, meant to be together. Now, what I love about this place, Pompey, is A, the tiramisu is amazing. And I'm... It's not even my favorite dessert before. But this is now my favorite dessert. But it's kind of like a hangout. Like... Yeah. It felt like uh, Arnold's mm-hmm. from Happy Days with, like, people there and families. Because it's not alcohol. It's not... No. A bar. But no. it's like a... It's social scene. Yeah. Again, it's not
0: snobbish. It's a, a place not for not not for tourists. Um, it's a, a place where um, guys, but not just guys, also, uh, I mean adult uh, people uh, hang out hang out for uh, for a coffee or for steak together. And I think it's. Um, I mean, the guys are. Um, Real, I, I I learned this uh, this word, uh, ghetto. A little bit ghetto. Yeah, a
1: little bit ghetto. Like they're a little Jersey shore Yeah. Just a, which I love. Yeah. They're a little Guido-y. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many of those words I just said are offensive, but... No, no, no. It's, yeah. not, it's not at all. Yeah. They're also a little bit burra. And yeah. <laughs> that that is a carryover from the last podcast I did with my friend Zaid, mm-hmm. who said that he taught me a word... And that just means handsome, handsome guy, hot guy, is Buddha. is Buddha. And we would pay it off in the next podcast. I also want to mention that I didn't say the name of Zayd's films in the last podcast. And if you want to watch one, it's called... Um, I know for sure one of them is on iTunes. The one that, that won the Palm Springs Fest. It's called Bahia and Mah- Mahmood. And I think it's spelled B-A-H-I-Y-A and Mahmood. And you should watch it on iTunes. It's like 13 minutes and it's... Perfection. So anyway, that was Pompeii, and I like the vibe there. Like the people hanging out, kind of hot guys. It's good. Yeah, should, it's. You... I. I
0: mean, um, it's one of, of my favorite places in um, in Rome. Yeah. Because it's really easy, and uh, you have not be pretentious and. Uh, uh, it's I could play to, to stay together. Yes, and it's with delicious. friends, also, if you want a dessert and yes. you want to take away, no problem.
1: And I tried the strawberry tiramisu, but stick with the classic. Yeah, stick with the, the basic, classic. it's so much yeah, better. the classic is uh, never, never time, dies. It never dies. The last time I came, we went one night, that was the grinder night, and then I went back the next night and then the night after that. Yeah. That's bad.
0: He um, fed. You fall in love with that. I did. It's a little bit,
1: I think people have gotten it. We get it. Um, I gained so much weight on this trip. It's not funny. And I think I might, I have so much junk in my trunk, I'm going to have trouble at customs. (laughs) Do you know what it means when they say junk in your trunk? Yeah. Okay, that's what's happening. So, um, I was telling Christian earlier today, I've been reading this novel called Beautiful Ruins by Jess Walter. And, um, much of it is set in Italy. It, It's, part of it is set on the Italian coast in this little town during the filming of Cleopatra and sort of the Liz Dick Burton is part of it. And then part of it is set in contemporary Hollywood and it kind of goes all over the place. But it's an enchanting book and I was saving the last two chapters because I've I've gotten up to there like a week ago and I saved it because I wanted to finish it in Rome. And I was reading the last two pages when you walked up, so I still haven't finished it. I think I'm going to finish it tomorrow in the terminal, ter- in Termini. But um, which is the best thing?
0: Yes, the best
1: thing to end this is there yeah. because I think there's the a conclusion. scene there. But anyway, it's a beautiful book, and I want to read one little section of it because it really stuck with me. Um, and I think and see what you think of this theme. If you think it's as deep as I do, um, they're talking about this character named Pasquale. And he is um, an Italian, a sweet Italian guy with blue eyes who runs this family hotel on the coast. In the summer, sometimes his parents would take him to the beach. Once he was digging in the sand when he saw a beautiful woman sunning herself on a blanket. Her skin glistened, Pasqu- Pasquale couldn't stop staring. When she finally packed up her blanket and left, she waved at him, but young Pasquale was far too mesmerized to wave back. Then he saw something fall from her bag. He ran over and picked it up from the sand. It was a ring set with some kind of reddish stone. Pasquale held it in his hand for a moment as the woman walked away. Then she looked up to see that his mother was watching him, waiting to see what he would do. Signora, he called after the woman and chased her down the beach. The woman stopped, took the ring back, thanked him, patted him on the head and gave him a 50 lira coin. When he returned, Pasquale's mother said, I hope that is what you would have done even if I wasn't watching you. Pasquale wasn't sure what she meant. Sometimes, she said, what we want to do and what we must do are not the same. She put a hand on his shoulder. Pasco, the smaller the space between your desire and what is right, the happier you will be. I think that's a great thought. The smaller the space between what you want and what is right, the happier you will be. Because there are times when we want things. I want to be rich. I want to be... Perfect. I want to be handsome. Uh, yeah, I want to be um, the winner of. I want to be the king of Hollywood. I want to. And sometimes what we want requires other people to to fail, or I need to show that person, or I don't know. And I think when what we want isn't right or good or generous, you pay for it, even if you think you're winning. I don't know. I thought that was the most profound thing. I wanted to share it. Do you get what I'm you yeah. Mean there? Yeah, I so get it. So the goal is to have a smallest gap between what you want, but what another you th- want. yeah, yeah, and w- and what is right or true right. or good. And another theme of the book is there's a there's a movie producer character in the book who's kind of a hot shot. He's an older man, but he's had a lot of plastic surgery, so he has the face of like a 12-year-old, and he looks crazy. (laughs) But he was always like a wheeler-dealer, movie producer, and he attributed his success to understanding what people want and understanding that human beings, as human beings, we want what we want. So he could meet somebody in a business situation, suss them out and figure out what they want, and then how to use that. And he understood that people want what we want. So, it was an interesting theme that reoccurred in the book um, about what what humans want and what's and what ultimately makes them happy. What's interesting about this book too for me is the character. It's beautifully written and warm, but a lot of bad stuff happens to people. It's not everything goes smoothly, and yet it's so it feels hopeful and and lovely. and, And I know I'm gonna you know lose it when I finally finish it. But that's it was the perfect it's book. It's very to, touching. It's very touching and very human, and yet when you look at the facts of the characters' lives, this happened and this happened and this happened, you're like, wow, they, they didn't have an easy road, but the humanity of it was beautiful. And It's a perfect book to read when you're traveling, for sure, but it's just a great book. And I found out about it because the girl that organizes the library on the ship uh-huh. where I was doing the work... She recommended it to me, so right. she's a big bookhead. I'm gonna read it. Are you gonna read it? I yeah. think you should read it. I stole this from the ship, and I was gonna. I need to return I, yeah. it, but I I will do that. So that was that story. Um, I'm trying to think of what other things we talked about. Um, oh, we were talking. To, I was talking to you about magazines because we both. Work met when we were journalists and writing for magazines, and you've stayed in that business. Mm -hmm. Um, You moved to a newspaper, Uh, but a lot of the periodicals that you've worked for are gone.
0: Yeah, definitely four, five, six.
1: Every everyone, I mean, all gone. But now you've started something else, something that's new.
0: Yeah. Was there a part
1: of you that thought this can work? The you know even though magazines are dying around me left and right this there's a place for this and I believe in it did you did you face people going magazines are dead what are you doing I just don't wanna give up so maybe that's the reason
0: why I started this new magazine right because if all the magazines here in Italy are struggling or are closed I. I don't want to give up.
1: You don't want to live in a world with no, no magazines. No,
0: I don't want to live in a world <laughs> just with Twitter or Facebook or internet or uh, yes. no. I just I want paper. Oh, you want to yeah. hold it in your hands. Oh yeah. I, I, I want. I that. want read something
1: written on the yeah. paper. I remember when we first uh, when Facebook started coming out, and I asked you about <laughs> it if you're on it, and you're not on it, and you don't like it, and you said that it was just nostalgia. Yeah, that it was. It's, ju- yeah,
0: it's it's just uh, something people uses to show other people what what they're they're doing or what they're thinking or what they are. But I don't think uh, it's the right way to connect with people and to show what you are, because if you if you want to show what you are, you are not the the, the thing you want to show. That makes sense.
1: That's yeah. interesting. You also said you were reading today an article about the selfie.
0: Yeah, and that sounded really yeah, interesting. Yeah, I read it on a great. I mean, one of the most important newspaper in uh, in Italy, which is called La Repubblica, and um, was by um, an author I appreciate very much, um, Gabriele Romagnoli. And you wrote um, about the selfie uh, and and how um, it is uh, the selfie. It is um, uh, the contrary of the uh, of the staying connection because when you make, I mean, when you travel before, I mean, ten years ago, if you uh, would um, uh, a picture, you you should ask for a picture. Right, you get someone to take your picture. Yeah. Uh now you can make a selfie. Right. And you so you miss that connection with people. Yeah, you miss the connection. But that selfie in in the moment in in the very moment you 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 took your you, you you take your selfie. You can share it with everyone on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. And so you feel so lonely. So fucking lonely. Right, it's While, the weirdest contradiction. Yeah, it's a contradiction. I'm all, look, world, I'm you all can, by uh, myself. I'm all by myself taking this <laughs> selfie.
1: Yeah. you In it's Rome a,
0: or yeah, whatever,
1: in New Delhi or in Dubai. I know, because I took a lot of selfies on the road because yeah. I was in amazing places I wanted to remember. I would always try to get somebody to take one if, if I could. Or, or you know, And it, the, my favorite was being in the places where I had friends because I was able to share time mm-hmm. with them and do pictures and stuff like that. But it is a weird dichotomy. Between um, the 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 isolation of the taking of it and just the ubiquity of where it ends up, yeah. Um, I also heard somebody say in, recently about they prefer Instagram to Facebook because it's hard to complain in a picture. And I thought that was kind of profound because yeah, well, a lot of people just complain on yeah. Facebook, whereas it's harder to complain on a picture.
0: Everybody complains. It's on true. Facebook.
1: But we were talking about magazines going away, and I was sharing with. Christian earlier about my feeling about not enough chairs, not enough chairs, and and the mm-hmm. musical chairs metaphor about how like I don't know six or seven years ago they just took half the chairs away, mm-hmm. and you said it's ten times worse here. Yeah, for young people. For young
0: people above all. Yeah. Because the, the old, I mean, young, the old people, uh, as a work, as um, have have
1: have a job. They're setting their jobs and they yeah. they're sitting on their chair and they're holding on yeah. like for dear yeah. life.
0: And, uh, but for young people is very, very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's the reason uh, why uh, lots of guys are uh, moving. Um, um, I'm moving up and. uh, Where are they
1: moving to? Out of the country or to different parts of the country? No, 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 no. Out of the country. Yeah.
0: Yeah. England, uh, someone in Australia, France, uh, someone in United States, but. It's difficult in the United States because, you know, you have to uh, make a visa and um, it's not so...
1: So there's just not... The opportunity here is so limited.
0: No, it's so limited. Now, it's... Right now and uh, in these years, uh, the situation uh, is getting worse.
1: Ugh. And we were also talking about how when you are in between jobs or when you have a friend that's in between jobs. There's always the email that goes out that's really <laughs> cheerful and upbeat. Hey, everybody. I just wanted to let you know that I'm transitioning to uh, out of this job and I'm just wondering if you hear of anything that I might be right for. I'm really ready for new challenges. It's new this challenge. full-on energy. This full-on e- upbeat. This challenge thing
0: is so funny. Yeah, I'm
1: not... Yeah, and... People, they're so upbeat. And I feel like my new job can be helping write those emails because it could just be Dear person, I need a fucking chair. Desperately yours, Dennis. Like, and now people could just quit writing the emails and show a picture of them sitting on the floor. And that, we get it. We know what that email is. It's just so funny because you don't want to sound desperate and yeah. yet. But you are. You are. You are. And if you are not, the person next to you is, and the other person is. I I feel like maybe there's. We can cut through some of the uh, song and dance around it. You know. Yeah. Uh, But I'm in a really good place right now. Um, I'm anxious to learn that. Use the tools that I've learned. I need a fucking chair. chair. (laughs) That's crazy. That's, well, we can, we can, you can write the Italian version yeah, of that and I'll yeah. write the thing. But at the moment, you've got your dream job happening too. And there's also that weird moment of like, I just had an incredible adventure. And the reason that I'm here is because of my work and because of my creativity mm-hmm. and because of something I did that was a unique. Mm-hmm. So at the same time, you're thinking of like, oh, the other shoe's gonna drop. I don't know, you know, what is this career that I've chosen? At the moment, both of us are in pretty fulfilling places with it.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, it's difficult because uh, uh, we are, I mean, I'm sure we are doing what what we need to do right. and what we like to do. But also we are, con- I mean, we have conscience that um, uh, we don't have so much, so much more
1: possibility yeah you look around yeah. the landscape, and, and I look around and go what's the other thing like I don't even yeah, know we
0: what don't the have other- we don't have an, uh, 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 an exit
1: strategy <laughs> a plan no, B. No, a plan B somebody asked me that no. recently what's your plan B I'm like no. I don't I don't, don't know
0: no we don't have it No, because can't. we don't have it so
1: <laughs> I mean uh, that, that's the reason we are worried yeah I think that's what it is we don't have a plan B no it's true it's true. Because sometimes I go to Starbucks and I look at the people yeah. making the coffee and I think that looks hard doing the barista thing. Like mm-hmm. I, it, not not like it's not like I'm above well, it or anything, but just how the machine could mm-hmm. I learn to do something totally different. Well,
0: I'm, I'm Italian, so I could learn.
1: You could totally pull yeah. that off. You could make yeah. the best coffee anywhere ever. Yeah, I think so. Um, but this has <sighs> been an incredible trip, and it's been a wonderful day spending spent with you. And uh, I'm so proud of you for this new magazine. If you ever come to Italy, make sure you pick it up. It's called Gino. Or you can watch, check out the website, ginomagazine.it. It's wonderful. So where does it say the best of Rome or whatever? No, it doesn't say it on the cover, right? No, it's okay. right here. Ah, that's the thing. Il bello Beautiful. Di Rome. I love, I love the way it's printed. There's something classic and wonderful about it. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you you're welcome I think that I was on this trip I feel like you want to hear what I learned on this trip yeah definitely. I've had because I worked for about two weeks and then I played for about two weeks and it feels like months and this is what's crystallized for me is that I used to think that your life whether your life was good or bad or the value of your life was based on the things that happened to you if good things happen to you then you are having a good life Bad things happen to you. You weren't having such a good life, and I think I've real. What's come into sharpness for me is that like, the stuff that happens to you isn't determine doesn't determine the quality of your life. It's who you're being, and if you're being. Uh, what, good and true and enthusiastic and positive and all that whatever that good stuff is all those things. If you're being that stuff, then then your life can be good uh, regardless of what happens, even during the bad stuff or whatever. That's my thing. It's not about the stuff that happens. Oh, somebody's so lucky. They have so much good things happening. I don't have anything good happening. My life's bad. No, it's all about how you're being and that's what makes your life good. I think it's a deep thought. Isn't that? Yeah. are you knocked out by that? Yeah. I'm it's sorry, so, I, you're at the end of it's the trip. so, so deep so and so good. <laughs> 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 that's that's what we could call this podcast so deep and so good because so so I have dear. to come up with a little title but I should it should be something Roman it should be it should you know what the title of this podcast should be the same as the subtitle as your magazine Il Bello di Roma yes it should
0: be Il Bello di Roma Il, il Bello is, di Roma yeah, which think, is the perfect podcast I think podcast. it's perfect it is yeah. super
1: perfect do we have any inside jokes or things that we did in our past that we that we didn't share No, I remember spending New Year's with you once on a beach, here, here, and it was beautiful. Eighty eight years ago. It was eight years ago. Eight years ago. And you're still, and you're still like in your early thirties, and you're the editor-in-chief of this beautiful new magazine. Yeah, that's very cool. Is your family proud of you? Do they think it's cool what you do? Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah. So you fire people and hire people and and choose. I want this picture on the cover. I don't want that. Obviously. Are you like Meryl Streep in The Devil Wears Prada? Uh,
0: yes, but <laughs> just a little bit
1: um, a little bit beautiful. Okay, I like it. <laughs> exactly, yeah. That's so wild. That's amazing. And then you went on that cruise. We went on a cruise together when I was with John Michael, my yeah. ex. And we, I have this memory of you... Being late to the ship one day in, <laughs> was Dubrovnik. in Dubrovnik,
0: yeah, in Croatia,
1: and I was I was on deck, and I was I took pictures of you running to the ship. So when you played but, through them on my camera, it was like an old-fashioned movie or a cartoon flipbook. Yeah. It was at like Ham, a balloon. It was yeah, <laughs> yeah and you were looking more and more panicked at each step. And we would rifle through those pictures and watch you run to the ship. But I made it. You made it. Yeah, but I made it was it. so funny to look at that you for have some to, reason. Yeah,
0: but you have to tell what happened before I mean when I was when I was away. Where were you? What happened? I was um I was in a at a beach, I don't know, with a guy maybe.
1: I so, didn't know all of yeah. that. You were having a romance.
0: Yeah, I was having a little romance. with the ship guy or a guy, no, a local no, no, no. guy?
1: No, a local guy. Wow. Yeah. What did you just it. meet him on the on the beach? Yeah, in the water. You didn't need no app. You don't need apps. <laughs> don't need, That's the point. You don't need apps. I don't need grinder. Grinder. No, you don't. That's amazing. I didn't know that story. Yeah,
0: and and, and on was, the ship, everybody was calling my name. Yeah, with microphones.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Where's <laughs> And you were just like literally doing the run of shame. We call that the run of shame or the walk of shame. That's amazing. But you were on the beach with him, right? Yeah. So So I was
0: having a good moment.
1: Yes. Yeah. But like in the bushes somewhere or like on the... No. was uh, just more. No, in the water. In the water. Yeah. That's incredible. I didn't know that. Yeah. You learn a lot of things doing this. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. That was a really fun cruise. And then I, I remember also I went to this club... Here once on one of my trips called homogenic and you did you take me there or did you tell me about it i thought i think uh, i told you about it well this is what i remember i went there and i i was by myself and it was when i was a little younger obviously and i was like be adventurous dennis go to the club it's late you know take a chance and it was a little on the outskirts and i found a cab and we got there and I was there and I started having a lot of fun and dancing and they were playing music I loved and I met this group of friends and one of them was named Giuseppe and something else and I didn't really get a vibe from them at all. But I remember just that there were so many cute guys there and it was a magical night. And so I'm going to just keep having faith, things will work out, I'm going to be able to get a taxi back to my hotel no problem because this was kind of on the outskirts. And I couldn't get a taxi. I couldn't get a taxi. I couldn't get a taxi. Things are going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And I start panicking, freaking out. I couldn't get a taxi. And I'm standing there in the area where I think I might get a taxi. And out of nowhere, this car pulls up and does like one of those side James Bond things like <laughs> to the side. And it's Giuseppe. Super and, Giuseppe. We call him Super Giuseppe because he came in and saved the day. And I, he gave me a ride back to my hotel and we ended up making out feverishly in the car and it was like magical <laughs> and um, yeah but it but in the, i couldn't have brought him up to my room in the hotel cuz they have rules about that which yeah. is interesting in Italy yeah if you are a guest you cannot uh, gobsters with yes. your friends that's so
0: interesting yeah it's is that role. true
1: in Italy across yeah
0: it's a rule every, everywhere in Italy
1: wow yeah because you have to be registered or yes. something so, yeah, legal, I don't know. I don't know either, but that was a special moment where I was saved yeah. by Super Giuseppe. Super Giuseppe. Oh, he swooped, he swooped in. So I think we covered it about all. I talked about my trip. I'm going to talk more about different places that I went in future podcasts. But um, it's been such a thrill to see you in Rome, and I'm so proud yeah. of your success and what you're doing. I think it's amazing. It's so cool, yeah. this magazine. Thank you. Yeah. So I'll see you next time. We'll go to Pompeii. Yeah. And um, for many more adventures together. For many more adventures together. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. If you have an email, shoot it to me at DennisAnyonePodcast at Gmail. And we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Ciao.